0: Hello everybody. Welcome to uh, Keys Vineyard Community Church. We're very glad you're with us as we continue on in a series we're doing called You Have the Words. Um, you Have the Words of Life. And, and um, this series, in this series what we're doing is we're looking at things that Jesus said. Uh, and I'm hoping to um, encourage you to sort of think about this as a, as a, as a sort of devotional exercise. Um, that I think is very helpful, that that um, every week you take sort of a, a passage of scripture like this, something like this, you know, then we're looking at things Jesus said, and then you dwell on them for a week and um, ask God to help you use your holy imaginations, He gave you imagination, um, to sort of put yourself into what's happening, to think about it from different sort of angles and perspectives, what, what the people must have been going through, what it would have been like, what was Jesus seeing and thinking. Um, what were the disciples thinking if they're in the story? What what were the the crowd thinking? What would a, and and just try and um, really spend some time going over those things. And I th- I think is a week is a great time to sort of do that and and watch the different sort of ideas that you get along the way. And so what I'm doing is is kind of thinking about those things and sharing with you those ideas so that um, you can sort of see how that goes. And I think it's a very effective and helpful tool in all your reading of the scripture. Um, and and that it's a great devotional sort of device I I know for me it really began to make those things come alive to me and and sort of understand them in a different way you know as the Holy Spirit illuminates those things to you and as you really ask he does that Uh, and I think it's a very very helpful thing to do and so uh, we've looked at quite a few statements already Uh, five I guess is quite a few Um, we've uh, Jesus said what do you want in the first week and I thought what a great question he asked us what we want and you know, I sort of think the, the answer that we grow into is, God, I, you know, I just want what you want, and that's where we find life. And we talked about making him, a, you know, the, the presence of God a priority in our lives. And we talked about what it means to be born again. And we talked about worshiping in spirit and truth. Last week, we hit one of my favorites, do you want to get well? And, um, and what a powerful and loaded question that is. And I hope you spent some time um, looking at that because it's, it's just something that we can apply all the time. Have a new uh, question that Jesus asked that we're going to look at today and it's a question that I believe he asked uh, uh, to get his disciples thinking. Um, I know f- that's exactly why he did it because the Bible says that's why he did it and, um, and I think it gets us thinking as well. So we're going to get to that in a moment and, and actually we're going to be looking at the feeding of the 5,000 today uh, in our in our passage. Um, so I was looking for um, that was the intro. I'm now in transition now. Always a bad joke here. Uh, I was looking for a bad joke that, that might work with bread and um, because you know stay on topic with the jokes is really really bad and so you know I got that what did one slice of bread say to the other slice of bread when he saw some butter and jam on the table we're toast not bad? alright well I'll I'll, I'll follow up with this because this is bad so this woman she says to her husband who happens to be a computer programmer she says, hey could you go and do a little shopping and he goes yeah I guess I could and she said would you go to the, you know, the store over there and, uh, and buy some bread and, and if they have eggs buy a dozen and he says okay I'll do that for you twenty minutes later the, the husband comes back bringing 12 loaves of bread and the wife is flabbergasted and she said why on earth did you buy 12 loaves of bread and he said well they had eggs you Now I used to go back and remember what I said buy a loaf of bread and if they have eggs buy a dozen Ah, programmer it's too much work I don't know if I'm gonna do that one again anyway (laughs) Uh, scripture reading is here on purpose John chapter 6 beginning in verse 5 when Jesus looked up and saw a great crowd coming toward him he said to Philip where shall we buy bread for these people to eat he asked this only to test them for he already had in mind what he was going to do Philip answered him, Eight months' wages would not buy enough bread for each one to have a bite. Another of his disciples, Andrew, Simon Peter's brother, spoke up. Here's a boy with five small barley loaves and two small fish, but how far will they go among so many? Jesus said, Have the people sit down. There was plenty of grass in that place, and the men sat down, about 5,000 of them. Jesus then took the loaves, gave thanks, and distributed to those who were seated as much as they wanted. He did the same with the fish. When they all had enough to eat, he said to his disciples, Gather the pieces that are left over, let nothing be wasted. So they gathered them and filled twelve baskets with the pieces of, of the five barley loaves left over by those who had eaten. After the people saw the miraculous sign that Jesus did, they began to say, Surely this is the prophet who is to come into the world. And Jesus, knowing that they intended to come and make him king by force, withdrew again to a mountain by himself. Blessed be the word of the Lord I want to talk about something Jesus says in verse 5 um, where he says where shall we buy bread for these people to eat where shall we buy bread for these people to eat and that's one of the questions that that are designed to help us think outside of our own sort of normal but very narrow focus and and uh, and, and even Jesus said in John 6.6, 6, uh, it even tells us that he asked this only to test them, for he already had in mind what he was going to do. So Jesus already knew what he was going to do, and uh, he, he tosses out this question to get the disciples thinking, and I think it's important for us to see that, that um, um, Jesus wants us to learn to sort of think about situations the way that he does, and to, to sort of look into them, the way that he does and that brings up our first point um, is this which is you know are we gonna do it our way or his way are we gonna you know live life are we gonna move through this life our way or his way and I think one of the big problems we have um, and that we face every day uh, in, in living by trying to do the next right thing which we talk about all the time is that we have a tendency to forget to keep God in the equation of our lives we have a tendency to think about life um, based on sort of only the natural around us and we forget that, um, that God is intimately and actively involved in all of our lives. Now rolling back into the story, John 6, 3 um, Jesus went up on a mountainside and sat down with his disciples. The Jewish Passover was near. When Jesus looked up and saw a great crowd coming toward him, he said to Philip, where shall we buy bread for these people to eat? So there's a question, here's the thing, big crowd of people coming and, and uh, he, uh, he asked this question, now Philip sort of looks around and he looks at the everything and he says in verse 7 8 months wages would not buy enough bread for each one to have a bite very sort of natural normal way to look at the situation you look at all the people you start to figure out the natural what it's going to take and uh, he's like not possible we would we, we only have the 8 months wages wouldn't feed these people you know there's 5,000 men plus women and children this is a huge crowd and uh, Philip's like you know he's basically saying can't be done and then another of his disciples, and this is verse 8 and 9, Andrew, Simon Peter's brother, spoke up and he said, Here's a boy with five small 40, uh, barley loaves and two small fish, but how far will they go among so many? So, so here you get Andrew saying, well, you, Yeah, yeah, you know, look, this is what we got. We got, we got uh, five little loaves and two little fish. But, you know, that's going to... What are you going to do in this size crowd with that little bit? So you have these guys... Speaking into the situation just can't be done. Um, But there's a little verse that we have to remember, I think, in Luke one thirty-seven that says, for nothing is impossible with God. For nothing is impossible with God. I don't think that's a verse that we use to be presumptive on God's behalf, but I think that what we need to learn to do is make sure that we're keeping God in the equation of our lives and not merely operating on... Um, sort of what we see right before us in the natural and not take it a little deeper in the process and and I think oftentimes why we get stuck there and and why we have that tendency to keep God out of the equation is is that this we tend to look through life um, with this this point number two which is well what about me and that when we look at a situation one of the first things that we do and and it's natural I mean it's part of our nature is we sort of have a tendency to think first about how it's going to impact us and and what that looks like and and so um, part of that is a lack of trust part of it is sort of of somewhere doubting that God is really really going to take care of us because we we tend to have this pretty narrow focus of life so you know let's look at a little backstory about what's taking place here because Matthew in his gospel gives us a little other information about what's happening as well and uh, I, I like this because this gives us sort of what the disciples are seeing and and, uh, and and so that's kind of interesting we have Jesus viewpoint what he's seeing and now we have the disciples viewpoint so in Matthew 14 verse 15 and following it says as evening approached the disciples came to him and said this is a remote place and it's already getting late send the crowds away so they can go to the villages and buy themselves some food and Jesus replied they don't need to go away you give them something to eat we have here only five loaves of bread and two fish they answered so here's what I think the story looks like from the disciples perspective the disciples are hungry they've been hanging out all day Um, I'm sure they've been doing ministry that's what Jesus taught them to do Um, and and if you don't know that about Jesus Jesus would would, um, teach and he would he would demonstrate Uh, and how the the disciples were to minister and then he would have them minister and and then they would sort of talk about it and see what it looked like and that was the process that they were into and so they had been busy um, ministering all day and at the end of the day they were hungry that's reasonable that's a very natural normal thing and and yet here's the the difference is they've looked around and they figured out how to feed themselves they have they have located this young man and they have worked out a deal with him whatever the deal looks like for his five loaves and two fish and I, I'm, my, my hope is this is what they calculated that's enough for uh, a fish sandwich for each one of them one for Jesus and one for the little guy so somehow this five loaves, two fish is good for 14 fish sandwiches but that's pretty much it and, and so, um, so what they do is they get this all worked out they're covered they go to Jesus and say listen could you send these people away we're hungry, we want to eat we don't want to sit down and eat in front of all these hungry people but we got enough for us and so we're good how about having them sort of take off and go, and and Jesus' response, kind of the same, just a different take from Matthew is, no, you ought to give them something to eat. So you know, where are you going to get bread to feed these people? I want you to feed them, and and, uh, and Jesus is saying, listen, you need to start looking at life differently. I believe this is what's in here. I, I want you to begin to look at people and situations, and 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 begin to ask yourselves. What, what Jesus would be doing in the process what does this look like um, outside of the, the sort of narrow focus of our lives that we're, we're generally kind of operating with and, and he's saying look it's you know it's bigger than just you it's not that I don't care about you and he's going to demonstrate that remember I say this all the time we have to remember it's not all about us we have to get to that spot we have to break out of it's all about me to it's not all about me but, but as you do you have to know that it is some about you so it's not that he doesn't care about you, because he does, he cares about you and in, in, in effect, if you've already come to know him as the Lord and Savior of your life, he's got you forever, you're covered whatever you might experience is temporary at best, so he's got you and, and that's a good thing, but, but more than that, he cares about you and your life and the things that are going on, he does, uh, fallen world, broken life, things happen but he does care about you and what's happening in your life and so what he really though wants us to do is, is really start learning how to think more like he does and, and to change our perspective from this very narrow focus into more of a throne room focus and, and part of that comes with learning to trust him that he really does care about us and, and uh, he's going to take care of us but it's more than just us and so part of that process in trusting him is, is point three it's billing, being willing to use what we have being willing to use what we have John six twelve through 13 um, and so the the guys give Jesus their fish He's, you know, he says give it to me so he does and then this is what happens 12 and 13 when they'd all had enough to eat he said to his disciples gather the pieces that are left over let nothing be wasted so they gathered them and filled 12 baskets with the pieces of five barley loaves left over by those who had eaten now to me this is fascinating see because um I, I, the, 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 the disciples were willing to offer up then their fish sandwiches to Jesus even though they were pretty confident that this meant that nobody would have enough to eat or even if anything to eat because there's thousands of people here and and, uh, and, 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 and so there's just a little bit of food I think also that's important that, that you know Jesus had everybody sit down because can you imagine the rush <laughs> if, if 10,000 people realized there was 14 fish sandwiches they would have just gone nuts so have them all sit down and and he begins to you know to be Jesus, and uh, he starts you know handing out the, the 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 fish and the and the loaves to the disciples. He's breaking bread and he's giving it to him. You know he prays, and I, I, would, I would I would I I hope there's a, a video in heaven when we get there because I want to see what that looked like. Because in my mind it's just so fantastic you know because here's the disciples lining up and they're at first they're kind of like whatever we gave you the fish and the loaves and he he starts to break it and he starts putting things in their baskets and the guys go out and we think you know where's this gonna go basket and then 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 they come back and he puts more in their basket and they go again and he puts and this keeps going to feed thousands of people you know they were out there for a while just just can't even imagine and at some point I'm sure they went from from you know the the whole doubt of it to just how amazing is God you know what that would have been like uh, along the journey and, and, and yet there was a willingness, even if their initial thought was fine, none of us will eat, whatever, we'll be okay, um, to, to share what they had. And, and see, that's the idea in the process, is, is as they share what they have with the crowd, they're demonstrating the ideas we talk about, about you know, radical hospitality and radical generosity. And, and so they're extending mercy to people that are spiritually and physically hungry and and the amazing thing about this whole process when we break out of the trap of what about me is is that um when we serve others when we get past that and we extend mercy the cool thing is that we always get mercy back Matthew 5 7 blessed are the merciful for they will be shown mercy and this is a picture of how that works um because at the end there's 12 full baskets that's not an accident it's not a coincidence there were 12 disciples they shared what they had even though they might have been a little hesitant to do so and and Jesus demonstrates to them not only if you trust me not only can amazing things happen I got your back too I got you covered there's your there's a whole basket for you more than you could even imagine more than you can eat a basket full of what you gave away see that's the the mercy of God and I think that's a really really cool thing for us to get a hold of and and I believe it's life-changing to know that that it's not all about us but it's some about us and that, that we can trust him in our lives and, and that brings me just to the, the final point point four there um, who is the king because what happens next and I, I think this this happens to us all the time verses 14 and 15 after the people saw the miraculous sign that Jesus did they began to say surely this is the prophet who's come into the world Jesus knowing that they intended to come and make him king by force withdrew again to a mountain by himself very interesting thing happens here these people have a response that's that's not uncommon when we're sort of stuck in a very narrow focus uh, and thinking more about us than anything else because the phrase there take him by force and make him king that's about people who want to use Jesus not obey him see they want him to be king and free him from the Romans but a king is one who rules not one who is ruled by others And so Jesus loves him well when he withdraws from them. You see, we we don't command Jesus to do what we want. He's the king. We're to be asking him what he wants from us. And just like the disciples who were telling Jesus to to send the people away so he could eat, instead of of asking how they could serve, you see, we're to ask and pray. That's Matthew 6.10. Your kingdom come, Lord. Your will be done. On earth as it is in heaven Lord. I don't want to do it my way I want to do it your way what is your way God what does it look like because I want to follow that I need to break out of the trap that keeps me sort of stuck in the it's all about me thing and 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 that keeps me from keeping you in the equation of my lives but I want to be able to see what you're up to I want to see what you're doing I want to think about uh, how you think in situations and with people so I get beyond sort of where I'm so often trapped and see things in a bigger way because the, the real full and abundant life that Jesus came to give us is found in living his way not ours and so you know my, my whole thought in this is, is if Jesus is your king and, and my hope is that he is make sure that he's the one sitting on the throne of your life because uh, that's where you're going to find life and and we need to make sure we're getting off of, of that place in our lives that we yield that to him that, uh, that we don't, we're not telling him what to do We're asking Him what we can do in the kingdom in order to serve Him. Because that's where life is found. And so, you know, think about that this week. Think about how amazing it must have been to be in the process. I hope you can, you know, really sort of target in on that. What would it have been like to be one of the disciples? Keep going back for a basket. And keep having God just supernaturally provide that. And giving it to the crowds. and, 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 you know, I don't know if the crowd was hushed or if they were just chatting like maybe the crowd, didn't, but they said eventually they figured out that this was a miracle because they didn't have that thing going so you know what was their reaction and, and, and you know I, I can't, Im- the disciples at some point must have just gotten that whole goosebumply thing going on because they're, they're seeing God at work in such a significant way and, and they're watching you know as they, as they were willing to share um, how it comes back and, and all the things they were learning think about those things think about how we can break out of that trap of what about me and make sure that we're trusting him and, and think about you know keeping him in the equation of your lives because that's really important and, and don't limit um, you know God sort of based on your narrow focus but, but uh, think like he thinks and, and look for what he's doing and move into those situations so that's good for that Uh, I I, I think that's a great thing to think about and and do that all week long. I think you'll enjoy it. If you're watching my video, thank you very much. We appreciate you doing that. Or on TV, thank you for tuning in. Come visit us. Prayer is available at the website. If you go there, we will pray for you. We look forward to seeing you soon. Thank you.